Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Jared White Show, recorded December 3rd, 2019. And this is a special bonus episode of the show where we will talk about the most exciting topic in all of computing file storage. <laughs> all right, so. Maybe not the most glamorous of topics, but it is something that we all need to deal with sooner or later, especially if we are creatives working in a digital environment day in and day out. There's files everywhere, some big, some small, and I'm here to talk about that and also my photo and video workflows, so how I process through gigabytes and gigabytes of photos and videos what I do with them. Uh, Before we get going, a quick apology. There's a construction crew right outside my studio window, and so every now and then you may hear jackhammers and heavy machinery (laughs) moving around. So my apologies for that. Uh, They did not consult me uh, when they mapped out their schedule. They did not ask when I was recording an episode of The Jared White Show, hence the conflict. But hopefully, hopefully it'll be pretty smooth sailing here. All right, so file storage. I want to say right off the bat, I have long been an iPad proponent. Uh, Maybe not the iPad-only lifestyle person to the degree that someone like Federico Vitici has been over the years. Um, But I, uh, for, for much of the iPad's existence, I've been very fond of having an iPad, of working with an iPad. Uh, so in that context, the first question that must be asked is, uh, why not just use iCloud Drive and be done with it? Uh, Apple's first-party storage solution has always uh, been something that integrates into iOS and the Mac uh, and is, is there by default, is just, is just ready to use. Well... That was indeed my thinking originally. Um, It's hard to believe. I actually had to do some research here. But um, up until iOS 11, uh, iCloud Drive and and its sort of predecessor uh, type solutions, uh, they they had a major advantage on iOS. Uh, They were integrated into the system to the degree that other Competing solutions like Dropbox or OneDrive or Google Drive or what have you uh, were not. Uh, So it was only two years ago that you could uh, choose a cloud storage provider of any sort and enjoy the same feature set that you would if you were using iCloud Drive. Um, Kind of (laughs) mind-blowing that it's only that recent that you could use any solution you want and, and not be penalized for it. So for quite a while, I was using iCloud Drive because that was the best thing to use if you're on a Mac and on an iPad and on an iPhone all day and trying to uh, file sync between all of those. But um, for whatever reason, it was very strange, but um, a, a year, a couple years ago maybe, um, iCloud Drive just simply stopped syncing on both Macintosh computers that I had. It was so weird. Uh, my iMac, my MacBook Pro, they were both goofed up, and multiple rounds of talking to Apple's tech support did not yield any improvements. 
they didn't know what was going on. Uh, and so after a while, rather than just continue to bang my head against a wall and, and just send more uh, giant zip files of debug data over to Apple tech support black box, I just decided, ah, screw this. I'm going to use something else. Goodbye, iCloud Drive. Uh, so I thought about going over to Dropbox, of course, as the, as the elephant in the room. Um, but I'd been really wanting to try some kind of open source solution where I could install a cloud file storage solution on my own server. Uh, so I first uh, experimented with own cloud, and then after a while I migrated to NextCloud, which is a fork of own cloud that has been uh, widely supported and, and, and lauded as of late. Uh, so yeah, I, I became a NextCloud user. I've talked about NextCloud here on the show in the past. Uh, I was a big fan until iOS 13 and iPadOS 13. The, the beta cycle this summer uh, was terrible. It was terrible. NextCloud was in many ways completely broken and unusable. Uh, I just had tons of problems of, of, you know, I'd drill down into a folder in the files app on my iPad and files would show up for a split second and then everything would disappear and it would just say there, there was an error retrieving the content or something like that. Uh, and I'd have all kinds of problems. I'd try to save files there and then I couldn't read them back like literally a moment later and it was just driving me nuts and I was sort of... Uh, getting into the habit of, of saving stuff just to my local iPad file system. Uh, yes, you can do that on iPads and iPhones now. The, the, the on my device name uh, folder is always there, accessible. You can create stuff there, save stuff there. It's really great. Uh, so I just put stuff there and then sort of manually copy things over as best I could uh, to my cloud storage as needed, which is a major pain, as you can imagine. So... Uh, I put up with this weird system for a while because I figured, oh, once the final release of iOS 13 comes out, surely NextCloud will fix everything right away and everything will be back to being uh, hunky-dory. Uh, and that did not happen. There was still problems. And because NextCloud is open source software, I would uh, pop over to the GitHub issue tracker every now and then to see what was going on with the iOS app. and would see that, indeed, other people are having problems too, but no fixes seem to be on the immediate horizon. So I finally reached my breaking point and said, screw this, I'm done with you, NextCloud. iCloud Drive, you, <laughs> you're not going to lure me in again. I guess I'm going to use Dropbox. In the end, Dropbox won. So I got a two terabyte plan with Dropbox, plenty of storage for all my needs, and started to migrate stuff over, starting with uh, my photo archive. And as I was just starting that process, <laughs> after installing everything and paying the money to get Dropbox Plus and all that, uh, Nextcloud came out with an update to their iOS app, and it fixed everything. Yep, yeah, fixed. <laughs> uh, I can go into the Files app on my iPad. I can drill down many levels deep in my cloud storage on my next cloud server and everything shows up and opening and saving seems to work pretty well. Uh, it's still a little bit flaky with uh, Apple's iWork kind of apps like pages or numbers. 
Um, if you create a file, it initially says it can't create it, but it actually does. And when I was editing the file after that, uh, it seemed to be working. Um, but uh, but I rarely use uh, those apps. I mostly do other things with my cloud storage. So uh, Nextcloud seems to be back in the running. Uh, so so now I'm in this weird situation where I still have a bunch of things in iCloud Drive from the past that I never fully migrated over. I have a bunch of stuff in Nextcloud. I now have some things in Dropbox. And I need to figure out what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> um, so, so I'm working on that. But in, in terms of a recommendation, right now, with the state of everything, if I could give you final recommendations on what to do with, with file storage in the cloud, what, what app, what platform would be best for you, uh, here's my thinking. So if you're a light user of cloud storage, you, you don't do a whole lot with it, just just a file now and then. Uh, and if you're mostly Apple-centric with Apple devices, then uh, iCloud Drive should be perfectly sufficient for you. Uh, it's, it's always been reliable in terms of you know, not losing anything. I've never, to my knowledge, lost any data, lost any files with iCloud Drive. Any problem I've ever had in the past was purely with syncing. But uh, but everything's working fine now. I haven't had any problems on my Macs for quite a while. Everything's sort of mysteriously cleared up at various points, and then I've never had any problems since. So, so if you're a light user, mostly Apple-centric workflows, I think iCloud Drive is perfectly sufficient for you. Uh, if you want to support open-source software, if you want to run your own storage server, uh, particularly if you have a small business or you want to share files between people on a team, uh, I think Nextcloud is a good solution, and now that it seems like their iOS app is much more stable, then I feel confident once again to recommend Nextcloud. Uh, Nextcloud can do more than just file storage, too. I'm also using it for my calendars, and it's been totally solid for me. So uh, I just use the, the calendar app on my iPad and iPhone and Mac and uh, use the Nextcloud server for my calendars rather than you know iCloud or whatever. Uh, and that works great. Uh, if you are looking for a solution that is going to be the most reliable and flexible over years of use across a variety of different systems, Mac, Windows, Android, whatever, uh, then I would recommend Dropbox because, yes, it's a proprietary service. You have to pay money to the company to get your storage solution but, you know, Dropbox has a long history of providing reliable file storage. And, you know, that's, that's what they do. That's why they exist. So in terms of, you know, you had one job. <laughs> Dropbox's one job for pretty much anybody is to sync your files and, and be reliable while doing that. So I think... Um, you know, if you use cloud storage heavily, if you're transferring huge files like photos and videos and, and you just want something really flexible and reliable, that's not going to tie you down to any one particular platform or, or installation method or what have you, uh, then I recommend Dropbox. All right, now that we've talked about different solutions out there, um, I, I should just mention real quick, I, I didn't cover OneDrive or Google Drive here. 
um, mainly because uh, I don't use Microsoft products or Google products, generally speaking. Uh, so there's no reason for me to use those cloud storage solutions. Uh, if your computing context is heavily Microsoft-oriented, then you should probably look into OneDrive. If it's heavily Google-oriented, why? Why? <laughs> Don't be Google-oriented. Uh, but if you must, then uh, Google Drive is certainly something you look into. Um, but if you aren't required to be tied into those ecosystems, then I don't see any reason to use those solutions. There's no reason to use OneDrive or Google Drive that I know of over something like Dropbox or iCloud Drive or NextCloud. All right, so with that all out of the way, uh, on to talking about workflows, and specifically my photography workflow and my videography workflow. So starting with photos, historically, I have used Lightroom, and now it's called Lightroom Classic. So uh, that's software from Adobe. Um, so Lightroom has uh, historically worked in a way where you essentially have a folder on your file system that uh, gets managed by Lightroom. So when you put an SD card in your card reader, and open up Lightroom, it'll import all those photo files onto your file system and into your Lightroom catalog. So I've always had a place in my file system where, you know, all of my raw files are, are there, it's all organized by date, and, you know, whether or not I'm losing Lightroom, I still have access to all those photos. However, I recently decided to migrate from Lightroom Classic to Lightroom CC, or sometimes called Lightroom Mobile. Uh, this is a completely different application that does things completely differently. It stores all of your photos in Adobe's cloud, and that's pretty much where they live. They live in the cloud, and if those files are on your local file system, that is sort of an artifact of the system. It's not you know, it's not guaranteed. So, so what I decided to do is import everything into Lightroom CC and, in addition, copy those files into a uh, photo location of choice. And now I'm using Dropbox for that. So, so I do an import twice, essentially. I import everything off my card into Lightroom CC and then separately, I just copy all those files to a folder I create in Dropbox, you know, labeled, you know, whatever, 11-3 and then some descriptive title. So, so now I just go into, you know, if I want to see what photos I took on November 3rd, 2019, I go to Dropbox, I go to Photos, I go to 2019, and then 11-3 is November 3 and so forth. So, so I, so I have uh, essentially archival backups of all my photos in a separate system as Lightroom. So that way, if anything happens to Lightroom, I still have that archive. Uh, but, but in Lightroom, as I process things and work in things, uh, I really don't care if the files it's working with are stored locally or if they're in the cloud. It doesn't matter to me. All that matters to me is that I can see all my photos there, and when I go to a photo to edit it. I, I can edit it, and it, it edits, you know, based on that raw data and gives me the best fidelity and the, the best uh, flexibility with, with all the tools I get to use. 
Now, why did I do this? Why did I do this whole migration? Why not just stick to Lightroom Classic and be done with it? Uh, well, there's a very good reason. With Lightroom Classic, I was forced to use the computer where Lightroom was installed and it had all the files there to use. So, so I had been doing all my photo processing on my iMac, but I wanted to use my iPad. I wanted to be able to have this, this on-the-go workflow where you know I could be on location somewhere taking photos and then immediately import those photos into Lightroom on my iPad and edit photos, like literally on the spot if I wanted to, or you know, find a cafe nearby to sit down, get out of the cold, and work on photos. You know, whatever. I just I did not want to be tied down any longer to my iMac. I didn't want to have to be, you know, at my desk in the office working on photo processing. I wanted to do it in in as close of a context to actually taking the photos as possible. So that's what Lightroom CC affords me. I can just immediately, like literally seconds after I take a photo if I want to, I can just pop the SD card out of my camera, uh, plug a card reader into my iPad, and I'll tell you more about that in a moment. Uh, and with the card reader, I can just go into Lightroom, import all the photos. Uh, and this is, this is really a great thing about uh, the latest iOS and iPad OS 13. Is, is you can uh, access through USB. You can access card readers and import all your photo files right off of there. It's just simply fantastic. Uh, so I can do that now. I can use my iPad on the go, import my photos, process my photos. And now what happens after I process a photo? So once, once I've processed a photo, meaning that I've, I've done color correction, I've, I've played around with, with different values in terms of you know, artistic creativity or, or just simply you know, making something look more photogenic and less just you know, whatever the camera happened to, to spit out of its, its bits from the sensor. Um, once I've processed a photo, what I do is I immediately export that to my iCloud photo library. In other words, the, the camera roll on my device, I, I export all of my processed photos there. I don't ever import unprocessed photos into my iCloud photo library. I only want the photos I've already processed to go in there. So once they're in there, then they sync everywhere. So particularly, you know, being, being an Instagrammer, I can easily, uh, you know, process photos on my iPad, export those to iCloud photo library, and then, you know, usually mere moments later on my iPhone, everything shows up there in my photos and I can just, uh, you know, go into Instagram and select that photo and share it. And that's pretty cool. Or share it to Flickr or upload it to my website or, you know, you can do anything with it. It's very easy to do once you have that photo in your photo library. Um, back in the days when I was using Lightroom Classic, I would also export my processed photos to a, a developed folder uh, in, in whatever parent folder those photos reside. Uh, and then I'd import those developed photo files into the iCloud photo library. Um, but that just seems kind of like an unnecessary step. I, I don't do that extra step now. I just, whatever developed photos I have in Lightroom CC, I just export those directly to my cloud photo library. Because, you know, if something ever happened to my cloud photo library and for whatever reason I lost the developed photos, I could still just go back into Lightroom and re-export them. It's not a big deal. 
um, you know, if something happened to Lightroom and I didn't have the the data for for what I'd processed, um, you know, I'd still have the original raw files in Dropbox. I could load those back in if I needed to. Uh, anyway, the point here is is you don't want to go completely insane with redundancy, but you do want enough redundancy that if any one system fails in some way, uh, you're not dead in the water. So that's my photo workflow. My video workflow is rather different because with videos, it's much more about vlog production. I'm not using my my big Canon DSLR just for for fun videos like, you know, oh, kids doing something cute or whatever. Like, I just use my iPhone for that. And so everything's just in in the iCloud photo library. You know, the videos are there just like photos. Uh, but my video workflow for, for content creation is really all about vlogs. And so I have a specific process for that. For videos, uh, I copy the video files off my SD card using a card reader. Uh, I import them directly into LumaFusion's user media folder. So LumaFusion is the video editor I'm using now on my iPad. I used to use DaVinci Resolve on my Mac. Uh, I don't do that any longer. And that's mainly because, once again, I don't want to be tied down to my desk, to my iMac, if I want to work on a video. I, I want to be able to, you know, essentially work on the video as as close in time to when I'm shooting footage as possible, and, and possibly on location, as it were. So, for instance, I recently took a trip up to Seattle, and I made two videos out of the footage I shot in Seattle. Uh, the second video, I actually did edit that uh, once I was back here in Portland. But the first one, I edited while I was still in Seattle. So I did everything in Seattle, just on my iPad Pro, in the hotel room, and, and that worked really well. So, so that's what I do. I use LumaFusion. It's a great app. Uh, I highly recommend checking it out if you're a heavy-duty iPad user and you want to work with video. Um, so anyway, I just I copy all the video files from my SD card into the user media folder that LumaFusion sets up. And uh, so then once I go into LumaFusion, uh, all of my files are there. And again, I, I create a separate folder for each date of, of footage I've shot. So it's all organized in there. Now, once I've edited and rendered out that movie project, I copy the rendered movie that, you know, the final file that you would upload to YouTube or Vimeo or whatever. I copy that rendered movie and I copy all the video files, all the, all the individual video clips from the camera, I copy those to an external SSD. So I have an external drive where I archive all my video files. So, so once it's archived there, if I want to you know, delete all that off of LumaFusion on my iPad and free up the internal storage on my iPad, uh, I can do that. Now, now once, once I've done that, the, the video project will break. In other words, if I go into LumaFusion, and open up a video project, if, if all of the local files are gone, it will, it will be broken. However, there is a way to, to relink all the video clips. So if I wanted to, I could plug in my external SSD and relink all the clips to the files there. Uh, but there's really never any reason to do that because once you've rendered out your movie and you've uploaded it to YouTube or whatever, 
Um, that, that's pretty much it. There's there's rarely any reason to go back and re-edit anything or change anything. You, you've already finished your project. So, um, you know, so that's, that's how I'm doing it. I don't import anything into iCloud. I, I don't want, you know, multi-gigabyte vlog episodes just in my iCloud photo library, so I never bother with that. One thing that's kind of unfortunate right now is uh, I, I've not had the best of luck uploading large video files on my iPad directly. Even though iPad OS is billed as having desktop Safari now, uh, it's been hanging for me when, when I try to upload to YouTube or Vimeo from my iPad. It's a large multi-gigabyte video file. Uh, it, it gets a little bit of the way and then, then it just hangs. So that's really unfortunate. I still have to to go back to the Mac for this last step of uploading to a video service. Um, so that really stinks. I hope that uh, whatever is causing this this upload hang in Safari on iPad OS, I hope whatever is causing that gets fixed really soon. Uh, I hope I hope Apple identifies what is causing this this upload uh, hanging because it is super aggravating. Um, but that's it. That's that's honestly the only reason I need to use a Mac for this whole workflow. Other than that, for for everything I've talked about with photos, everything I've talked about with with importing video files and creating a vlog episode and all that, you know, all of those things I can completely do, e even working on graphics for thumbnails or title overlays if I need to, I can do everything on my iPad Pro. And that is fantastic. I'm so excited that, you know, the dream of having this, this sleek tablet that you can just carry with you everywhere, and it's your, you know, your creation monster machine. I just love that. Circling back around to card readers. So, so what do I use? What, what do I plug an SD card for my camera into in order to, to work with that data on my iPad Pro? So I actually have two different card readers. Uh, I have a HyperDrive Solo Hub, and I have a Hikober, or Hikober, however you say that, uh, card reader. And um, both of those you can get off of Amazon. Uh, I think the HyperDrive you can get uh, a number of other places. I believe I actually bought it in person from Best Buy, so that's an option. Uh, Ikober is uh, something that you could only get off of Amazon, as far as I'm aware. Um, but Hikoper is a great option. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty small. It basically just has a card reader and an extra USB-A port if you need that. Um, but uh, it doesn't it doesn't provide any power pass through. So it's really just you know it's really just this little gizmo with a little cable. You just plug that USB-C cable into your iPad Pro and uh, stick in your SD card, and then it's immediately available in the Files app, and you can you know copy things off of there and or even copy things onto there if you want to use an SD card as, as a way to, to transfer files from one thing to another you can totally do that uh, so the Hikober is a good option uh, if you want something with pass-through power if you want extra ports if you want more functionality the hyperdrive solo hub works really well um, the only downside to to that hub is uh, it's designed more for plugging into a laptop, so it's 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 long. You know, if you plug it into the iPad Pro here, it's a it's about the length of just about half of the iPad Pro. 
Um, and the only reason that's a problem is if you have your iPad Pro in a case, uh, the, the case and the hyperdrive might uh, collide with each other and, and it might be difficult or impossible to actually plug in the hub. So you'd either need to take the iPad out of its case or uh, I'm, I'm not sure what else you could do, actually. <laughs> uh, there, there is a hyperdrive smaller hub that is made more specifically for the iPad, um, but it didn't have all the ports that I wanted. I wanted to have two USB ports uh, for, for various reasons. I, I wanted to use this uh, not just for uh, photo video stuff, but also for music production. So I wanted to be able to plug in a keyboard, plug in a USB audio interface. And so that required two ports. Uh, and I, of course, wanted uh, power pass through with a USB-C port. And... Um, and then, of course, it has the SD card reader. And it even has a, a headphone jack output. Um, but the, the headphone, the quality of the audio that uh, comes out of the headphone jack on the Hyperdrive Solo Hub is really bad. So I don't recommend using this for headphones at all. Uh, that it, as far as I'm concerned, they, they should just remove that port because it's virtually unusable. That's, <laughs> that's how bad it sounds. Uh, but everything else works great. Um, so once again, if you're looking for a card reader... Uh, the Hikoper card reader is a very simple solution, very fast, that works great. Uh, if you want something with more features, more ports, pass-through power, etc., I recommend the Hyperdrive Solo Hub. So that's, that's it. That's my workflow, how I work with photography, how I work with video, and, uh, and a little bit about different cloud storage solutions available. Uh, once again, uh, Nextcloud is working much better than before, so I can recommend it. Um, but I am using Dropbox now as well for, for really heavy-duty files, large files, uh, archival purposes, etc. That's it for today. Thanks for tuning in once again to The Jared White Show. As always, you can go to jaredwhite.com podcast to get the show notes for this episode and to listen to other episodes, as well as subscribe to my email newsletter called Mark Up This. So thanks again for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye. Jared White Show, Jared White Show, he is so cool, and he's also my daddy, Jared White Show. Jerry Rachel.